With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 138th edition of the Daily Kabbalah Lesson. We begin at the 14th chapter of Nefesh Chaim, and here we're going to speak about something which is quite difficult for modern man to hear, and that is the power of thought. Because even though there are many psychologists that speak about the power of thought and how it affects the entire body physically and affects a person's relationships with others, nevertheless, we take thoughts very lightly. We don't consider their power. But the truth is that the thought faculty is what distinguishes man from beast. It's what distinguishes us from all of the other parts of the animal world. And therefore, it's something that has the most incredible power because it has the highest ability to affect the upper worlds. And in fact, the, the capacity of thought is what corresponds to the level of our soul, which is called neshama. The neshama is the third aspect of the soul. There are five aspects of the soul. From the bottom up, we have nefesh, which is the animal part of the soul. We have ruach, which is the spirit that God blows into our nose, so to speak. And then we have the neshama, which is the highest aspect that we can access. And that corresponds to the mind, to the thought process. So we have to realize that when we're thinking, so the Nefesh is going to explain how it works, but as we're thinking, so it has the ability to affect the greatest amount, the upper worlds. And there's a small introduction that Rav Baruch Epstein says, in the notes on the bottom, and he says that the power of thought is incredibly great. And he says that there are certain mitzvos, there are certain commandments that are timidios, that are constant, we can perform at any time. And one of them, for example, there are six of them that are actually constantly able to be performed. One of them is the commandment to believe in God and to know that He is the source of all the things that we see in creation and all of the things, not just physically, not the physical things that are manifest in creation, but also all of the events that occur in the entire world history also are a result of His desire and His will. And even the things that seem contrary to His will are also actually, they are part and parcel of His direction. He is directing everything. He's guiding everything to get to His ultimate goal. And what's interesting, he doesn't say this, but what's interesting is that even the things that seem to be evil on the surface, that seem to be very difficult for us to understand, take a Holocaust, or take any evils that are being perpetrated by man, nevertheless, these are all part of God's plan. Of course, it doesn't mean, heaven forbid, that God wants these things to happen, because man does have free will. However, God is able to use, he's like the master chess player, he's able to use the evil things that we do, the things that are against his will, to eventually bring about the ultimate purpose that he has for all of creation. In any event, so if a person thinks with his mind, all he has to do is think that every single thing that occurs in life, everything is from God, even the things that seem negative, even the difficult things that occur in my life are also a result of God's will. So if a person thinks that, so he's being mekayim, he's fulfilling the commandment to believe that everything is from God. And what that does is it has the power, has the ability, by thinking that thought, to give power to the side of good and to actually take away the power from the side of evil. So it's an incredibly important thing to realize that our very thoughts have the ability to, to do such an incredibly great thing. Now the Nefesh Chaim asks a question, which he asked previously, and we answered this question previously, but we're going to see how it applies in regards to thought. And the question was like this. The verse says in Psalm chapter 33, God, He fashions their hearts together, and He understands to all of their actions. So the question is, what does it mean that He understands to all of their actions? It should say, He understands their, their actions. What does it say to all of their actions? So we explained it previously in regards to the actions of a person, but He says, as we continue, we're going to see the answer to this question in regards to thoughts as well. So before answering this question, He gives a little bit of background. And the first thing He says is that we have a concept 
As we said previously, that thoughts have a tremendous ability to create an effect in the upper worlds. However, there's a caveat to that, and that is that it depends on the person, because certain people have a higher level soul, and thus their actions will reach up to a higher level in the upper worlds, whereas some people will have a lower level soul, and therefore the effect that's caused by their thoughts is not going to have as far-reaching of an effect as someone else's. So it really depends on the root of a person's soul and the greatness of the person, because really according to how great a person is, according to how much he understands, according to how great are his hasagos, he says, his understandings. So if a person, let's say, is fully aware of what he's doing, he's somebody who's well-versed in Torah, he's somebody who knows the effects of his thoughts, so the effects of his thoughts indeed will have a greater impact. And actually brings this concept from the Zohar where it says explicitly that whoever causes a blemish below has a blemish caused above as well. And it really depends on from which part or which world his soul is hewn. Because different souls are hewn from different places in the upper worlds. And he says there are five different levels he actually brings down that it's not the same thing if a person causes damage or dirties up the chatzar ha-melech, the courtyard of the king. It's not the same as if a person actually causes damage or dirties up the palace of the king. And it's not the same if he's causing damage, he's dirtying up the kisei ha-kavod, the throne of the king, or the clothes of the king. And certainly, if he's causing damage to the kasser, the crown of the king. But each of these different levels actually explains the Baruch Epstein, actually correspond to the different levels of the world. The lowest is the level of Asiya, the world that we live in. So if a person has a low level soul, so all he's going to affect is the world of Asiya. If a person has a higher level, so he can affect the palace of the king, which is the level of Yitzir, the world of the angels. If he has a higher level, so he can affect the throne of the king, which corresponds to the world of Bria, which is creation. And the higher level can affect the world of Atsilus, which is like the garments of the king. And the highest level type of soul is one that we... Corresponds to the concept of Kesser, which is the crown of the king.